Yeah. One of my favorite lines from you is you want to hire the guy with the IQ of 130 that thinks it's 120, and the guy with an IQ of 150 who thinks it's 170 will just kill you. You must be thinking about Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) He brought his blistering one-liners to Berkshire Hathaway's annual meetings, too. What I needed to get ahead was to compete against idiots. And luckily, there's a large supply. And professional traders that go into trading cryptocurrencies, it, it's, it's just disgusting. It's like somebody else is trading turds and you decide I can't be left out. Charlie's big on lowering expectations. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the way I got married. My wife lowered her ex- expectations. <laughs> Charlie Munger passed away yesterday. He died at the age of 99. Had he lived a little, a few weeks longer, he would have been able to reach the century mark, 100 years of age. He will definitely be missed. And he was one of the greatest investors of our lifetime. Rest in peace to Charlie Munger. I wanted to play those clips because even if you're not an investor, you can kind of see just from those simple clips, just the type of person that Charlie Munger was. He was a guy who had many one-liners and that was just a sample of them. I have plenty that I'll share with you guys um, in, in more episodes following this episode as we talk about investments. And he was the right-hand man of the greatest investor, what I believe, Warren Buffett. So let's dive into it and more on today's episode of All In Society. Welcome, kings and queens, to All In Society. I'm your host, CP2. Join me for a fresh take on sports, business, and trending topics. Hope you all are vibing with the new intro music. I definitely was vibing with it when I found it. And what's what we're going to be playing to start each episode. So I hope it gets you motivated. And every time you hear that music, you're like, oh, yeah, we know what's about to go on. Claw's about to go in and give us some game. And so hopefully I can do that, just that for you. If you didn't get a chance to, make sure you go to YouTube and follow my show, which airs Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, titled All In Society and Friends. Same premise of this podcast, but it's in visual. You know, you have a visual that you can look at. You can stare at me. I'll also have other guests on as well. So, so some of you that don't like just the audio version of the podcast, the video is the next level up. I'm working day in and day out on that show. So let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Tell me ways so I can prove. Let me know what I need to do in order to get your viewership on a daily basis. So tap in with me, please. Subscribe, like, share with your friends and family. My new website, 
allinsociety.com, A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E.com. I've updated the website, has some of the best episodes on the podcast there that you can click and easily consume. Also, you can go straight to the website and click the best episodes of All In Society and Friends. Also, there's plenty of treats there. And please leave your email, get added to the email list, and I will definitely reach out to you with future products and services that I'll have rolling out next year. This is my business overall. Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram. You can find my handle for that, for LinkedIn, and my email address for any business inquiries. You can find it in the episode description. So today's top topics, we're going to talk about the previous episode of the podcast. We can go a little bit deeper into Charlie Munger's life and his investment strategy. And then we're going to keep it light with the NFL top five, NBA play-in, and we'll just briefly discuss the stock market in my portfolio. Last Friday, I released an episode with Ryan Jones. He is number 14th ranked poker player in North Carolina. If you not really understand what that means, so pretty much every poker player who plays a poker tournament that and in any results, as long as the venue provides it to a website called Hendon Mob, it's sent to a database online and it's compiled for all poker players to kind of see their tournament resume. Now, it doesn't show your losses, but it shows how you're doing or your caches. And so Ryan is ranked number 14 in the state of North Carolina. He's won multiple World Series of Poker championships, and he's planning to embark on a huge guaranteed tournament, $40 million guaranteed tournament, $10,000 buy-in at the win. And if it's starting, I believe it's starting, the events are starting this week. So definitely you want to tap in with Ryan. Um, I'm going to be following him, see how he does at the win. But he was gracious enough to come on the show, give us some some game about on the felt and off the felt. So definitely check out that episode. It is honestly, it is the most downloaded show in the first seven days. So it's a popular episode. Definitely check it out. If you're a poker player, poker fan, it's the episode for you right there. Charlie Munger. So Charlie was born in 1924 and passed away Tuesday. November 28th. Charlie's mantra was always buy great companies at great prices. So before Warren Buffett, well, let's talk about that. So he built Berkshire Hathaway with Warren Buffett and they met in 1959. And and Warren's investment strategy was always kind of finding companies at great prices. But Charlie really told him instead of just buying any company at any at a what you believe is a great price, what you should focus on is is buying great companies at a great or fair price. And he mentions you don't want to you don't want to get stuck in the habit of buying companies which you believe is at a great price, and you're just praying and hope it gets liquidated, and so you can get a return on your investment. No. War, Charlie thought more long-term and said, no, let's buy the best companies when they reach a, a, a value spot for us and then we'll invest heavily. That's a better, you'll have a more exponential return. Charlie's net worth was approximately $2.2 billion. 
And Warren Buffett said he can look at any deal and analyze it faster than anyone else he knew. For more of the clip that I provided at the start of this episode and more on Charlie Munger, you can check out the website I will provide in the episode description from CNBC. NFL Top 5. So we're going we're gonna to go through this real, real quick. But first... Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. There we go. My button was a little stuck. Every time we do the Top 5, we got to give you the Top 5 audio. So number one, and coming into this week, this is going to be an awesome week for, for football. But number one, I have the Eagles. They most recently beat the Bills in overtime. Two Chiefs, three 49ers, and 49ers and the Eagles are playing this Sunday. Can't wait. Ravens, I have number four. And then I put, I dropped down the Detroit Lions after their loss in Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I put the Cowboys up there. Sorry, uh, apologize for that, guys. And I put the I put the Cowboys up there at number five. I think Cowboys' offense is playing well, and their defense seems to be playing, even though they're not playing like great teams. But their defense is holding up well, and they're playing very, very well. More so than the Detroit Lions have been playing. So, what do you guys think is going to happen this Sunday? It's Eagles versus 49ers, and the 49ers are are the favorite right now by three points. Uh, for me, I think I'm leaning towards taking the points in, in Philly. I want to know what you guys think. So tap in. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on threads on Facebook. I'll be posting about this. Definitely want to know what you guys think. Who's going to win this game on Sunday? NBA play-in. The teams are set for the quarterfinals of the NBA play-in tournament. Single elimination games begin December 4th, 2023. So let's break down the East and the West. So number one is the Lakers in the seating. Number two, Kings. Three, Pelicans. And four, Suns. For me, I think the Lakers should be able to easily come out of the West. I know Kings are a young team, played well. They played well to start the season and finished the season strong last year as well. They probably have a little bit more depth than the Lakers as well, but the Lakers are are doing seem to be doing all right. I'm gonna go with LeBron and as a slight favorite I've, over the Kings, but the Kings are definitely a team that I'm worried about in the West. Pelicans and the Suns, not so much. Even especially the Suns, they're they. I don't really see them locking down, playing any defense. And I don't believe their offense with KD and Booker is that potent right now. And even if uh, Bradley Bill comes back, I'm not, Bradley Bill doesn't scare me. I'm a Detroit, or excuse me, I'm a DC um, Washington Wizards fan, and I've been watching Bill play for the past uh, few years since I've moved here in 2016. Not impressed by Bill. He can put up points, but he's not going to play defense. Same thing as Booker. Booker's not playing defense. Same thing as KD. KD is not locking down anybody and playing defense. He just has that length. Um, So in the games like these, which I think they're going to be physical, and they're going to pretty much be playing a half-court game, at least how I believe it's going to be played out uh, in the playoffs, I don't really see the Suns really doing anything or the Pelicans. Even though uh, Pelicans are doing all right to start this season. All right, moving on to the East. 
I have the Bucks. They have the Bucks number one seed, two Pacers, three Celtics, and four Knicks. Now, of course, Bucks and the Celtics are the the best teams in in this group, and it's really going to be a toss up. I really don't see Pacers or Knicks beating the Bucks or the Celtics. So, although this could be, this could turn out. So, Bucks are going to play the Knicks. We're going to assume the Bucks are going to be able to beat the Knicks. I'm not too worried about the Knicks. I don't think anyone else is. But the Pacers versus the Celtics is going to be very interesting. Pacers have a young team. Uh, players like Halliburton, are, when he's healthy, he he is very difficult. Uh, he's a very difficult matchup. Um, they have some depth on that squad. But I, th- I don't know. I see uh, the Celtics are... They're built for this, but I do. I don't. I, I see the Pacers possibly beating the Celtics in the in the uh, elimination game in the first round. So we'll see. Overall, if I had to pick somebody right now, if you force me to pick, I really liked Dame moving to the Bucks. Uh, I know their defense has been lacking since they traded away Drew Holiday, but I believe between all these teams, there's not. The Bucks can play defense enough to stop all of these teams. And if they don't necessarily stop the Celtics, they can slow them down. And if they don't necessarily slow them down, I think the Bucks have the firepower to even keep up with them offensively. So I would say the Bucks out of the East, and I like the Lakers or the Kings out of the West. If the Kings come out of the West, then I definitely like the the Bucks. But for here, overall, I'm probably going to ride with um, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Dame and everyone else on that squad, they are, have the most cohesive team pretty much out of everybody. I know by moving in, Damian Lillard is a is a big change, and they also shook up the roster a little bit. But of all the rosters here, pretty much a lot of them have been shaken up besides the Kings. So I would probably put, I would do the Bucks, and then if I did had for the West, if I was probably going to, place a bet, which I probably won't for this. It'll probably be the Kings over the Lakers. The Lakers are going to be the favorite and the Kings are probably going to get a much better odds to at least when come out of the West. Do I really think them winning it all? No, but my overall pick the Bucks. but I'm curious. What do you guys think? Let me know. All right, real quick, let's go over disclaimer and we'll talk about the market. The information provided in the show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing investing involves risk and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations, and by participating in the show, you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. All right, whew, we got it through. Give you a little audio there. We got it through. So I wanted to talk to you today. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say that my portfolio hit an all-time high for my Roth side of the portfolio. So that feels good. Um, lets me know that uh, my investment strategy is working. And to pretty much stay the course because things are going well as right now. But things change. Nothing is going to be 
Um, you know, nothing's going to last extended amount of time. You have to always do your research. Make sure you're still on top of your game. Read, 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 read. That's all it's about when um, we're we're managing our own portfolios. You, these are companies. The, we're the owners of these companies, and we should know exactly what's going on and be able to explain it to somebody if if they met us in the elevator. Oh, what are you invested in? We should be able to break it down and let them know exactly what you're invested in and why. And how's the this company is moving uh, currently right now? So the two companies that I wanted to talk to you about, um, one, it's Sober Safe. Now, this company is it's essentially a penny stock right now. When I got in, it was 60 cents. And you're probably like, Claude, why are you investing in penny stocks and, and companies when you just heard that Charlie Munger said, don't chase these these pipe dreams. Well, there's multiple reasons why I've invested in this company um, because I think there's potential for it to be a be a little bit order, uh, manufactured uh, rise in the in the stock price if things don't get better with the stock price currently. And I think I pretty much caught it at a. <laughs> I mean, you can't go down any further because it doesn't. They received a letter from. They received a letter, I can't, I'll say the SEC or whoever, FDA, whoever um, basically says, hey, your stock price needs to be at at least $1 for 10 business days straight or you run the risk of it being delisted. And so pretty much right here, it was telling you, this is your rock bottom. And so I don't really think there's too much farther it can go. So to me, it feels it's safe here. And I want to read you what the company does and what and why exactly. And maybe I'll give you an idea why exactly. And I'll go into detail why I'm investing in this company. So SoberSafe is a hardware and software company. It develops non-invasive alcohol detection, biometric identity verification, and real-time cloud-based alerts and reporting systems in North America. The company offers SoberCheck, a stationary identification and alcohol monitoring product, SoberSure, a transdermal alcohol-detecting wearable band, and SoberSafe software platform for non-invasive alcohol detection and identity verification. It's Sober Safe, a soft, a software platform for non-invasive alcohol detection and identity verification solutions. Have applications in probation management, fleet and facility, outpatient alcohol rehab centers, and youth drivers. The company was founded in two thousand four and is headquartered in Greenwood Village, Colorado. So the two, the two of the products that I wanted to discuss and dive in a little bit deeper and give you a little bit more detail is the sober check is sober check. They essentially say, say you worked at a warehouse and there's a lot of, um, you know, forklifts and things like that are moving around in an environment like that. You want to make sure that everybody is in sound mind and, you know, not under the influence, right? Because safety is very important. You, someone can really get hurt in a warehouse if they're under the influence and they're operating heavy machinery. And so sober, um, Sober Safe is providing 
a a device instead of a breathalyzer, right? Who wants to come to work and blow into a breathalyzer and it takes 90 seconds or 10 seconds to blow into it and then however long it takes for you to get your results. So sober the company has developed a kind of think of it as like a mouse for a keyboard. You place your hand on here and within seconds you get a response and let you know if you can go to work or not. It basically detects if you have any alcohol in your system. So companies can definitely use this to crack down on any, uh, you know, liabilities that might happen in the workplace or, you know, accidents or anything like that. This, this, this technology, unless somebody's coming to work and on lunch, they're drinking heavily and then come back in. Well, even that's the case, you probably come back in from work, you scan again and let you know that you've been drinking. This is definitely going to keep the warehouses and the workplace safer. And they also mentioned the SoberSure, the detecting wearable bands. And so they discussed uh, this application is being used in fleet and facilities and alcohol outpatient uh, rehab centers. And also for for parents, I believe the product costs around $200. You can give it to your, your son and your daughters. And when they're out, you know, you know, 16 to, to 18 years old, they'll be able to, to drive and things like that, depending on where you are. The ability to drive provides ability for freedom. And sometimes freedom means getting into some precarious situations, such as going to parties and things like that, and then getting behind the wheel. Well, that's going to stop young kids from getting behind the wheel after been drinking and just stop underage drinking in general. So I think this is a great company to kind of take a flyer on. As far as the financials, definitely it's not the, the best financials I've seen. But I, I'm willing to take a risk on this one. This is kind of like me playing a, this, I kind of liken this as playing rather than playing cash games, poker cash games for the, for those of you who are poker fans, it's, which is more of a reliable, uh, I want to use a reliable, but when I go and play cash games for me personally, I know I'm going to win at a much higher rate than if I go play an enter a tournament. So I think of this investment as a tournament and my other investments are as a cash game. So I'm I'm willing to take on the risk for this company. And the next company is VF Corporation. Now, I believe I've talked about this company in the past. uh, But those of you not familiar, VF Corporation, together with its subsidiaries, engages in the design, procurement, marketing, and distribution of branded lifestyle apparel, footwear, and related products for men, women, and children in the Americas, Europe, and the Asia Pacific. It operates through three segments, outdoor, active, and work. The company offers outdoor, merino wool, and other natural fibers-based lifestyle and casual apparel, footwear, equipment, accessories, outdoor-inspired, performance-based, youth culture, action sports-inspired, streetwear, and protective work footwear, handbags, luggage, backpacks, and totes, and work and and work and work-inspired lifestyle apparel and footwear. Well, that was very long-winded. I don't think that they worded that very well. It provides it provides its products under the North Face, Timberland, Smart Wool, Icebreaker, Ultra, Van, Supreme, Kipling, Napa Deary, East Pack, Jansport, Dickies, 
and Timberland Pro brand names. The company sells its products primarily to specialty stores, department stores, national chains, and mass merchants, as well as sells through direct-to-consumer operations, including retail stores, concession retail stores, and e-commerce sites, and other digital platforms. VF Corporation was founded in 19, or excuse me, 1899 and is headquartered in Denver, Colorado. You know, I talked about this company prior, and I said I've been kind of watching and waiting for my time to enter. Well, I've, now I feel... Now is the time to enter. I was waiting for the company to drop a little bit more, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to drop to the to the absolute 52-week low I was looking for. Now, if it does, a little bit later, I'll definitely buy up more shares. But especially since I invested in a company like Sober Safe, I believe this is kind of like right now in this territory, this is t- tournament poker ter- territory, not cash game territory, because it's going to take a lot for this company to turn around. But this stock was... Not too long ago, a hundred dollar stock, and I'm buying into the company at seventeen dollars. So significant discount. The CEO, the, the excuse me, I should say the past CEO ran this company to a ground. And so they've changed CEOs. The guy that came in has he has experience in turning companies around. Now it wasn't an apparel company, but he believes that he can the same thing he did with the, his past company. He can do with this company. And I believe with the holiday quarter, this is the the time that the CEO is going to really hone in, look at the balance sheet. And I can already see through the North Face uh, brand itself, they're really pushing out sales and they're really um, pushing that brand. North Face is the brand that's really um, doing well for the company. I think Timberland's been doing all right as well. But Vans, which is their their largest asset is doing terrible. So they're going to have to flip vans or maybe sell off vans if they feel the the need to do so. But North Face and Timberland are companies that I, you know, North Face, the, the boots, we all wear that, you know, summer, or excuse me, winter months right now. So I think sales are going to be good for them. And then North Face, your outdoor. Um, I love North Face. I love their sweatsuits. Uh, so the van is just clean. It's simple. And um, so instead of just giving them money all the time, you know, I want to invest in this company. And then when they do well, they'll give me money to go shopping with them. So that's how I'm playing this. Uh, I'm not telling you guys to invest in these companies, but I'm just telling you what I have done with my own uh, personal finances. So do with that as you wish. And with that being said, guys, we're going to rock out. I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope I provided some value for you. Make sure, please make sure you tune in to All in Society and Friends every Tuesday. And make sure you download all the podcast episodes too. Share with your family and friends if you like what you hear. And remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise you'll come out ahead.